Hey, this is Russ Payton with Roleplaying Public Radio. This is RPPR episode 182, One Page Games, or One Page-ish Games. They're not strictly just one page, but, you know, brochure-sized, very, very small games uh, that are becoming increasingly popular. And so we're going to be talking about them today with uh, Burke and Baz. How you doing, both of you? Hi. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, obviously, Burke is my co-host for Night Clerk Radio, and Baz is a friend of the podcast who recently ran a great game of Delta Green for us, uh, Eldritch America Spearfinger, uh, with more scenarios to come in the future, hopefully. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> and um, so we'll uh, they'll talk a little bit about what they're what they're up to with the, their respective stuff. Uh, but first, uh, some RPPR news. Um, you may have noticed this episode is a bit delayed. Uh, well, it's been a you know, it's been a little more than a month uh, since our last episode uh, because, well, just other projects have sort of taken precedence. Uh, but also, I've realized I don't want to just crank out RPPR episodes uh, just because it's a month. I want to have a good idea for them. I mean, RPPR actual play is still very much going to be a weekly podcast. We'll steep, and after hours will be uh, put out every month on our Patreon. Um, in fact, we're doing some really cool stuff by going in depth with. Uh, the uh the remake of the inferno uh dante's inferno uh judges guild module but um yeah i just uh when i have a good idea we'll do rppr episodes we'll i'll try to keep it monthly but you know um i don't want to just put out a episode just because i want to i want to take make these a little you know better um and uh, I've also started work on Night Clerk uh, as a zine. I'm making our famous our uh, Call of Cthulhu one shot, um, the Night Clerk, into a standalone system free horror scenario that I'll put out as a zine. Um, and so that writing that will take some time. Um, and uh, let's see, another RPPR news: we are also doing live streams every week on the RPPR Patreon Discord. And I've recently resolved a technical problem. With the audio, so the audio and video quality is a lot better than it has been if you tried it out earlier last year. Uh, so we're watching some really fun stuff, and uh, including RPPR cast members commentating on weird things they find on YouTube, such as Tahir and Sot, uh, which <laughs> Virk is a uh, you 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 big uh, fan. yeah big fan. big fan of the engineering uh, projects of Tahir and Sot. And this is entirely live stream; will not be recorded. So. Uh, we're, we're, also going to always do them on Sundays, although the exact time will vary a little bit uh, from early in the afternoon into the evening. So people from different time zones can uh, check those out. So, yeah, uh, sign up for the RPPR Patreon. It's only $2 a month to get on the Discord and get access to After Hours and get access to our live streams. So uh, but we have a lot of fun with these. Um, and also just uh, another bit of news. Uh, you may have noticed on RPP Actual Play, I did sort of break the order. I did skip a week. Uh, on the podcast because it was supposed to post it on New Year's Eve and I forgot about it because, uh, you know, New Year's, I was celebrating the end of 2020, although 2021 hasn't really let up, has it? Uh, but anyway, so um, we are doing, you're going to have two uh, Blades in the Dark episodes, back-to-back episode five. Well, uh, episode four has just been posted as the time of this uh, recording. Episode five will go up next week and then we'll go back into our regular schedule. So, uh, and I also, for your Patreon, uh, I did, uh, encode a, our, all of our Patreon games as MP3. So you can download over 147 games, uh, that I and other members of the RPPR cast have run, uh, 
with uh, patrons. So those games are already available to listen to on YouTube. Um, but uh, if you want to download them as MP3s, uh, I have a link to an archive with all of them. So, um, yeah. Uh, and again, for those of you who are patrons, thank you so much for uh, supporting our PPR and Patreon. Uh, it keeps the dream alive. It keeps our work going. Uh, and it means, it literally means the world to me because, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, Baz, uh, what's up with uh, your, you, you stream on Twitch and uh, you're doing some fun stuff. I do. I uh, stream uh, Future Wolfington and Twitch. Um, yeah, I'm a lot of fun. Uh, shout out to the Wolf Pack, all my my fans and family. Love them. Yep, doing that. Uh, I didn't do much streaming this week, but I'm trying to do at least three days a week mm-hmm. during the week, like weekdays, and then occasionally do weekend stuff. And yeah, that's what we've been doing. Well, you've been you've you've added some new community features to the Wolf we Pack. We did. Yeah. Yes. Uh, for for members that have joined the Discord, uh, we have a Minecraft server up now, and we've been playing Minecraft together. Uh, it's a little bit of nostalgia. Playing, <laughs> yeah. Playing a, over a decade-old game, but, you know. So sort of an unofficial RPPR Minecraft uh, uh, server because um, Burke and I are also playing on it um, and adding some things to it, mostly Burke and you, Baz. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I built a giant, giant house today. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nice. But uh, Burke, Burke has put a put in some fucking work the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. So, if you're a Minecraft fan, um, jump onto Baz's stream to get the Discord link, and uh, then you can find out how to get onto the Minecraft realm. So, um, uh, um, yeah. unfortunately, realms are limited to a ten person. So, just first come whoever's on is on. Yeah, but. Uh, it, 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 we're not that busy. We're not we're not that big of a community. So yeah, that's ten at a time. Fun. Yeah, it's ten at yeah. a time. Yeah. So like, uh, and we, I, I haven't never s- seen more than four or five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. So there's there's room for growth. Um. So yeah, if you're a big Minecraft fan, um, and if you see, uh, I'm Clockwork Joe. Uh, if you see me, if I'm on on the server. So, uh, and also I am on the Wolfpack Discord server. So you can say hi to me there. Uh, and Baz, of course, and and Burke. But um, Burke, um. As my uh, esteemed co-host on mm-hmm. Night Cleric Radio, um, mm-hmm. what what episode out of the ones we've done recently have you been most hype about? Uh, man, I didn't want to listen to the music, but I actually really liked the holiday episode. We did a an episode <laughs> on on Christmas, Small Soft, mm-hmm. basically. Um, the moral of the story is that vaporwave can't save Christmas music from being dog shit, <laughs> but it tries its best, and it still gives you a lot to talk about. Uh, yeah, but people have really been liking the. Um, Unsolved Mysteries episode. Mm-hmm. Gotten some good feedback on that. And we, uh, I don't know when this is releasing, but our most recent episode will be probably about Yig, which is Cryo Chamber's new Lovecraftian compilation that they do every year, which mm-hmm. is also really great. It was a lot of fun to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, so, yeah, uh, Unsolved Mysteries, I did learn traumatized the entire generation of children. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> me, me. Yep. <laughs> Uh, from that spooky at scary ass theme song, but that there's a lot fucking more fucking song. <laughs> um, but we do- we dove into the, someone released two albums worth of not just the theme song, but incidental music from it. And we le- learned about the history of the production of this music, and um, yeah, it's it's uh, it, it was if you remember unsolved mysteries uh, or if you're curious, uh, uh, give that episode a listen. Uh, and Yig is. Is a is a well not a banger but it's it's I don't know what the term to <laughs> it's describe. It's not a banger. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, it is very good. You can't really have dark ambient ambient and banger don't really belong in the same sentence because they're it's not ambient bangers. <laughs> so 
Yeah, uh, so we got a lot of cool stuff uh, cooking for y'all, uh, but... Um, well, speaking of Night Clerk Radio, I have one. I had something I wanted to mention. And mm-hmm. I forgot to tell you guys about this, but there is some... Your The effects of your podcast and the music you guys cover has bled over into my stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I have a starting soon screen that's an abandoned mall with some mall soft playing in the background. Hell at, yeah. At Ross's, you know, suggestion. And someone tweeted at me the other day, and she, and she was like, this uh, fan of mine named Callie, she's like, uh, you're just starting, or about to start screen is fucking haunting. <laughs> and I have to make sure I don't catch it. I have to make sure I catch you late in your stream. Otherwise, I'll have nightmares. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. But I was like, well, thank Rostenberg and Night Clerk Radio for that. Because <laughs> oh, no. I, wouldn't ha- I would never put that shit on there if it were not for them. Oh, no. Um I'm sorry, or you're welcome. I'm not sure which you're is more appropriate. Yeah, you're I'm welcome. so happy. It made me very happy. <laughs> yeah, to reach out and really make an Im- impact in your fans' life. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with the glasses half full uh, <laughs> in that case. So um, on that cheerful note, uh, we should dive into the topic uh, of this episode, uh, which is, of course, um, I'm calling them one-page games, but they're not strictly speaking always one page they might be a double page they might be two pages but they're very very short games um and uh these have always been around in the rpg scene. well not always but like from pretty early on like you can you could find ones back in the 80s um like twerps um which is like 1987 uh these very very short games uh, role-playing games and uh but they become very very popular in the last few years and um, the reason I thought of this episode idea is because um, a couple months ago, um, Baz, you're in a game that I ran uh, called uh, Over. Well, this is called Over Arms. God, was it, it a couple months ago already? Uh, I think it was November. Um, Man. Yeah. Time is weird. Time sucks. <laughs> time, yeah. Time is a flat circle. Uh, it might have been December, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was November. I mean, I'm not going to check. I have timestamp files that would tell me when we recorded, but eh, why would I check those? Uh, so Work. yeah, exactly. Why indeed? Why indeed? And, um, after that episode, um, because your character was based on, uh, well, tell, tell us a bit about your character in that game and the game you decided that came out of playing, uh, Overarms. So in Overarms, uh, my character was pretty much ripped directly from the uh, manga, anime, Initial D, the main character. Uh, talk, uh, oh, shit, I forgot his name. <laughs> well, we all know the Initial D, like the, the drift racing. Takuma Fujiwara, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so his whole thing was he, he, his uh, power was to summon a Toyota 86 Trueno that would just – drift out of nowhere and ram into people and then disappear. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking, I was like, man, it would be really, really cool to make a rules light, like one page game based around drift car racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so that's a really interesting idea. And so I thought about like, you know, I've done a couple of games, uh, one page games. Um, I did the skeleton war game, uh, that they've been in Lovecraftian narrator, which are both available on the RPB or Patreon, um, and Lovecraftian narrator put up on itch.io, um, and yeah, it's, it, it seems like a fun thing to do. Uh, well, it wasn't my case, but, um, so we, sh- I, I just like, you know, thought we could talk about like how maybe help you brainstorm some ideas for that. But first I think we should sort of like 
what is a one page game and what makes a good one? Those are, I mean, two separate questions. So, um, Burke, what do you, how would you define as a one page game? Are you, are you going to be very literalist about like, it has to be exactly one page? <laughs> uh, no, I accept the zine interpretation of a game. Uh, I think a one page game is any game that conveys all of its mechanics and theme in as concise a structure as possible, which is difficult to define, mm-hmm. but typically one, one ish page. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah. Yeah. Um, Baz, anything to add to that? Yeah, I think what makes a one-page or, you know, brochure-style game is, is generally what I look for in that is a system that completely eschews the crunch of any, like, mm-hmm. typical RPG. That's exact, That's specifically what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, sure you could incorporate crunch into a one-pager, but, like, yeah. I, I, I'm really not wanting that. It's not why I'm coming for that particular mm-hmm. type of game um yeah crunch in terms of like really like complex game mechanics to simulate something or to get very precise and finet like um like game design challenges something you know like uh what's a crunchy system like the critical hit table cr- critical system and role master that's very crunchy because it's like look at multiple table you know determine where you strike uh, if you hit where you hit and how much damage you do versus the armor. And then look at a critical hit table, determine what the exact effect is, which can not only be like quantitative numbers, but also qualitative, like sever a limb or break a a bone or, you know, whatever. Um, And that's a crunchy system. And that that system alone could not be put on one page. Um, So, yeah, I, I think one thing about one page games is also that they are very, tightly focused uh yes. on on a on a particular theme um now this theme varies wildly although the trend is to be more absurd or humorous or satirical but that's not a that's not a given like uh there are serious quote unquote um one page games like Cthulhu Dark which is ostensibly a serious horror role playing game and i've been told that you can't run a serious horror game in Cthulhu Dark Mm. I'm sure someone has. I that actually the person who wrote the game told me like he commented on our actual plays. He's like, "Oh, I could run a I could run a serious game." It's like, "All right, you know, if we ever dare you." <laughs> <laughs> uh so but I think that it's tightly thematically focused. Um so if you were to this is very much on the what you would call the storytelling game side of RPGs versus the tra- traditional game, like role masters, traditional game, you know, sort of the more in the war gaming groups and storytelling game is more like you're using game mechanics to tell as a way to tell a story in a collaborative nonlinear way, or well, not even necessarily nonlinear, but like in a collaborative uh, sort of way with. No, I think that's right. Um, which is largely uh, the second point I was going to add is that they, they have to be focused too. Because mm-hmm. um, there are definitely games in researching, poking around for this episode that don't match that criteria. That want so bad to just like condensed D anD D, and it's just gibberish. Yeah, <laughs> just a page full of of unplayable nonsense. Yeah, or just like it's D anD D, but like with way and more ambiguities. Point. Yeah, yeah. Six <laughs> point. Oh god. Yeah, that. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, 
So that's sort of a good segue into what makes a good or a bad, uh, and by inverse, you know, what makes a bad one-page game. And I think a bad one is one that um, tries to get away with stretching what it means to be a one-page game. Like a one-page game is very short in terms of the number of words you should have on there. If you're if you're having to do these graphic design tricks to get more words on your page, you're just not you're you're defeating the purpose of this, which is mm-hmm. to be concise <laughs> you know six page font yep. uh, six point font is like what the fuck are you doing like why are you doing this like it's just some weird column layout and stuff just stop yeah just just write a normal size like just write a rules light game like there's a difference between one page game and rules light games um sure like dread like uh we had a discussion of this on the rppr facebook group and somebody's like what about dread is like and somebody posted a photo of Dread, which is a book with a spine. Like it's like you can't even use staple. It's not even zine. It's like there's like a whole spine in there. Like um, so. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that that's definitely not a one page game. If it's a book. if your game has requires an index, it's it's not a one page game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it, okay. it literally it can't be. All right. Yeah. Does I've, it need rule? Yeah, I mean it, because. What, what, what section is an index of the page? You mean you're using up your word count if you put an index on one page? Mm-hmm. Just the, also the space on the page. Like there, a lot of these one-page games also have a um, very intense and go, making the connection about the zine element. Burke, I think, is a really good point because like there's a lot of like graphic design is really important in a lot of one-page games. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so yeah, I think bad. That's an element of a bad uh, one-page game is that it's trying to rules lawyer its way out of you know it's a rule one page game technically but it would be better if it was like a 12 page zine you know or something yeah. like that um but yeah so what what makes a good one page uh uh game then um so i think one of them is brevity like it actually understands what it means to be a one page game and it's concise and gets to the point and uh doesn't waste any words you you get the you can read it in a few minutes um and understand the game um and that's that's the point uh is it it's quickly uh absorbed so that that's my first point uh what else makes a good one page game um i think something that encourages the players to do things and what i mean by that is mm-hmm it's very, I don't know, like Cthulhu Dark, one of its greatest strengths is, is it encourages everyone to in, engage at all, like pretty much at once. Because mm-hmm. just because you're making an action doesn't mean everyone else, that everyone else gets a say in whatever you're doing. And I like that about it. Because mm-hmm. so, um, I, I find that to be one of the things about one page games is that uh, you have to be, you have to have substance in such a small thing. You can lose things like, um, mm-hmm. like inter- like player interaction and stuff. Yeah, um, I can think of an example. Um, Honey Heist and um, is of course a game we've um played on our PPR. I, I think it was a B side or um, I don't remember where it wound up, but we did play it. And in Honey Heist, you play a, cr- a bear is trying to steal honey from a, a honey convention, and you have two stats: bear and crime. And it encourages you to alter. You can't just max out one you can't just be do crime or do bear things because if you do too much in one attribute all your points will go into that attribute and then you and if they go all into one attribute you actually lose you be you you either go full bear or you go full criminal and so you have to uh uh, uh 
keep that in mind and try different things um, and be aware of sort of the meta fiction of the, of the verse. So I think, I think Honey Heist is a good example of that. But yeah. Um, Burke, any other sort of elements? Um, other than, I, I don't want to have to think about it to learn it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the big thing you kind of covered. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think being visually catchy mm-hmm. does help a lot and in, in, in well laid out and have a good uh, graphic design aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So uh, one page RPG, the first one I saw that I really like was uh, Lasers and Feelings, mm-hmm. which is like pulpy, anywhere from like pulpy sci-fi up to to more ser- mm-hmm. you know, serious-ish. Um, but it's just beautiful to look at too. It's John Harper, right? And mm-hmm. um, like the color scheme is great like the the little sketches of the ship is is nice it's all just laid out very cleanly um that sort of familiarity makes me feel like yeah cared about the rest of the game too yeah uh presentation yeah definitely matters a lot because um cthulhu dark house has a really good one where you print it out on like it's a double-sided piece of paper then you fold it and it becomes like a brochure yeah, mm-hmm. that that is uh pretty much all you need um but like because of the way it's folded up as a brochure it like presents in this panel this you know third of a page gives you the this rule so you can easily go back so it's like organized well um so yeah i think i think a good um presentation matters a lot because again graphic design when you have so little information you need to but it still needs to be con- precisely con- uh, uh uh sort of presented um mm-hmm. there's a really good um one page game uh that's very relevant to us actually uh burke uh, uh, which yeah? is what's a vaporwave? Uh, what is a vaporwave, Russ? Yeah, it's a two-player role-playing game about explaining vaporwave to your grandpa. So yeah, uh, what's a vaporwave? Which is um, I got because it was it's on the itch.io uh, racial justice uh, bundle uh, from mm, last year. Okay. So if you back that, uh, if you supported that bundle, it's it's just search for vaporwave. Um, I think it's not even the only vaporwave game in there, but uh, it's it's one of two, I think. But anyway, Is that what uh, you did? Did you just search vaporwave? In that um, no, actually, multiple people had told me about this game uh, ahead of time mm. because, like, hey, Ross, look, there's a vaporwave game, and I was like, okay. And so, when the itch bundle came out, uh, other people told me that it was part of it, and so I was like, okay, You're like, like, you know, once you get known for something, then people will tell you as soon as they see that thing, and <laughs> uh, yeah. I uh, went into it. So, um, but yeah, it's it's got a very aesthetic uh, um, presentation. It's a very it's a very quick read, and um, yeah, there's actually another thing on the uh, racial justice bundle: a vaporwave wallpaper pack. But, um, anyways, uh, so let's just use this as one example. Um, Basically, it's a played via text messages, vaporwave understanding, unnecessary. So it's a two-player game. One person plays Grandpa. One pl- person plays Casey, um, a- a- who is their the grandchild. And kind of un- Casey kind of understands vaporwave. And so, okay. um, and so then the, then the game explains like the basic rules. But that's a premise. So I think that's a, the the premise. I think is actually an important part of the one page game uh, of making a good one page game, which means it has a really good elevator pitch or tagline, which is, you know, honey heist 
your bears stealing honey, your bear criminals. Mm-hmm. What's a vaporwave? You try to explain vaporwave to your grandpa instantly. Like it's, it's a good one page game. You instantly understand. Like it's like, Oh, okay. That sounds fun. Um, you, you, uh, uh so I think that's sort of like, if you're wanting like initial D it's a, it's a drift racing, uh, RPG. Well, that's the hook. That's all I need. Um, so, Again, going back to the example you're talking about, Burke, about the six-page D&D, six-point font D&D knockoff. Like, mm-hmm. what's the point? Like, why? I could just play D&D if I want to play D&D. Or I could play Dungeon World or Tiny Dungeon. Actually, Tiny Dungeon is better than Dungeon World. But, um, yeah, there's just why. But, like, really other great games, or at least one-page games, have, like, a really good hook. Because that's, like, half the game is the hook. <laughs> you know, like, oh, let's... Mm-hmm. This novel concept, um, I think, an, uh, and then I think the final element would be um, a sort of novel game mechanic, uh, because with one page you can't like replicate a traditional RPG in terms of making characters, having stats, uh, and skills or abilities, and leveling up or gaining experience, and having campaigns or stuff like that. You have to cut to the tra- chase really quickly, like. What's a vaporwave is um, just text role playing. It's just a way it's, it's just sort of like a a prompt to do a text role playing thing. Um, And honey heist, you have two stats, crime and bears we mentioned, and that's it. And then like what type of bear you are. And then you go, um, what else do you need really? Exactly. Um, And then there, there's like a whole thing of like honey heist knockoffs that use that structure, but re re uh, reskin it. Like I played, on another podcast uh, not too long ago, The Witcher, um, where you have two stats, The Witcher. The is a stat, and then Witcher is your other stat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I be- No, 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 wait. No, it's Witcher. No, 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 it's not that. That's The Great Gatsby. The Great Gatsby, you have The Great and Gatsby as your stats. But The what? Witcher, you have hmm and fuck as your two stats. <laughs> nice. Um, I like that. Yeah, so things that make you go hmm. You roll hmm. Things that make you go fuck. Roll fuck. Okay. Uh, yeah. They're playing on lasers and feelings a little bit. Of, like, yeah. Cool. Uh, um. And yeah, so I think that that sort of thing. So um, now that we have this, uh, are, are there any other one page games you want to talk about at this point? Um, yeah, I found. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Go ahead. I had nothing to say. Oh, along with Burke's talk about um, aesthetic, you know, mm-hmm. layout. I, I found something. Let me post it real quick in chat so you can see it. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna name. I don't want to shout these people out for. I don't know. Actually, I give them credit just for the putting this amount of effort into it. But mm-hmm. this is a layout of a game I found called Hard Boiled, mm-hmm. and it it's something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what I see though, what I've noticed when I was reading through this is there's some very heavy rules. This this feels crunchy mm-hmm. in a one page. Like there's okay, so there's choices. There's like like what seven six choices, and there's this little GM section for like two d six, three d six. It's like if you start like you're getting into dice pools at that point. Yeah, and I think that's kind of problematic. This is what would be my example of maybe not a good. One I mean, feature. it's 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 halfway there. I think like. You're it's hard boiled, but I mean, it's a bit, well, it's, I mean, yeah, I, I would say it's it's a it's not it's not quite there because like it's I mean the basic premise is a pun, 
like it's right hard boiled eggs who are playing hard boiled detectives. Ah! Um, and yeah. <laughs> so I think I mean it's not as bad as the uh, rewriting D and D in six point font um, and cramming it on a screen, but like it almost feels like Dirtier Worlds trying to be condensed into a one page. Uh huh. Yeah. So yeah, this is, this is kind of there, but like this is the yeah kind of mistake that you want to avoid. You want something that 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 reads more cleanly and has like I think the best one page games have really. Um, like novel mechanics, not necessarily the best, but like memorable mechanics that you'll like enjoy. So like honey heist again, Mm -hmm. like, Oh, you, your, your stats are in flux. They're going back and forth. Like a seesaw, like, Oh, you get too much in one. So you have to try and maintain this balance. If you don't want your bear to go full bear or go full criminal and betray the group. Um, like a good example is one of the older ones, which is everyone is John. I, um, now everyone is John, Mm -hmm. Uh, is also problematic because it's you know sort of a um, cartoonish slash cinematic depiction of multiple uh, of someone having multiple personality disorder, which is um, not really a thing or like is like I don't know. Um, but in Media every portrayal is yeah not great. Yeah, it's not great. But the premise is that everyone is sharing the same body and just taking turns controlling that body, um, and. I mean, that could be re- rewritten to be like, oh, a bunch of demons possess the same person and they're all fighting for control or they're all doing wacky things. Um, but everyone is John has, uh, um, which you can fit on a, a, a single web page, is um, pretty like uh, you just need a D6 and then some sort of markers and um, you just roll back and forth. So. Um, it, it's, yeah, you can fit it on one image, one page. Um, but it's, it's also kind of, actually, now that I look at it, here's an example of everyone is John and it's kind of also a little too dense, uh, almost. So it's, this is one of the older yeah. ones. Um, like, uh, yeah. So going back to Baz, um, have you thought anything about your uh, drift racing one page game? I have. I've got kind of a working idea of how I want to do the, mm-hmm. I don't know, the conflict resolution mechanic. Uh, so it's kind of hard to, you know, if you have a table of people like, okay, everyone's drift racing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, if you've watched initial D, that's not usually how it works. It's usually two people racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I thought would be really cool is, the way it's kind of set up is the, the party is uh, set up as a race team. Mm-hmm. So everyone takes a turn. When it's your turn, it's your race and it comes up. And so I was thinking of having a system where each person does their series of races. And if they accumulate, if each, if they get more wins than the uh, opposing side gets, mm-hmm. <clears throat> then you win, you win the session, I guess. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, so I like the idea of the, the players are a team uh, working to to a common goal instead of everyone being a racer. Um, yeah. But I think, like, the best sort of games are, are, are sort of about, like, well, I mean, um, it seems like you're, you're trying to think about, like, what, what, what is the goal of the game uh, in terms of, like, its, its focus. So, um, so it could be, so, like, in Initial D, like, what, what is sort of, like, the emotional 
a, a story behind the racing. Like, why do we right. care about these racing? The, the, the drive is to be the best, you know, that's to be the best, the whole, okay. to be the best, and to to you know just to win. I mean, that's seriously that's their key motivation for every character in that fucking show. <laughs> I want to be the best racer. But that's that's uh, see that's good. I like that because that's that for a one page game you you got to be the best. It's also the most anime thing. Like uh, the, right, the, <laughs> uh, you got to be the best. You got to be number one. So it's a game about winning winning races. That's that's the key there. So um, now there's a couple of ways you could do that if you can come up. Have you thought about like the exact game mechanics yet? Yeah, it's it's going to be di- a dice like a single dice roll, and I mm-hmm. think there's going to be kind of a setup to where you have, you know, who's on attack and who's, you know, currently in the lead. Mm -hmm. And then other players, since they're in your corner, kind of with the Cthulhu Dark setup, they can either assist or hinder you. Mm -hmm. And along with that idea of wanting to be the best, some people in your team may not actually want you to win a race. Okay. So there can be like, you know, give and take mechanics to where you're like, you know what? Fuck you, actually. Okay. Um, it's an interesting set of tension. So the real trick is, um, sort of to create a game system that rewards helping sometimes as well as hurting sometimes. So, right. Because you also want to be the best. Yeah. And so I want there to, uh, that's going to be where the, the role play mechanic comes in because, you know, oh, you're doing well in that race, but you know, your friend didn't have your back for that race. So you were, you weren't in your element or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they get a, they get a point or they get some sort of, boost because you lost and then that would create a conflict mechanic for role playing okay um Bert, do you have any thoughts on this uh <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> i guess then you have to decide like what is the tone of the game because i think once you have a, in like a low stakes rules light situation players being able to to screw with each other you mm-hmm. do you want to get into like cthulhu dark type situations where it just becomes like a meme game of trying to outdo each other. Mm-hmm. Well, to an extent, yeah, that would be kind of okay. because, um, you know, another one of the other key features of initial D especially is that they're all, it's like super hormone fueled, like young, like, like late teens, early 20 year olds. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of like just dicking over each other and like being arrogant and trying to like screw each other over could be really fun. I think, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So one idea that comes to mind for me um, is that I like this tension of like you're helping you 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 want the players to have a reason to want to help their players, but the, I mean the reason why they don't want to help them they want to sabotage them is obvious, so they can be number one. But um, so maybe um, there's a meta currency, you know, like a fate point or a willpower or something like that 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 racers get. Um, yep. But, I, I, it's called it's called a drive point. Drive really point. Of, okay, you know, so one. the only way to get a drive point is to help another player. So, like as as a crew member, so like every time a player fails a roll, um, then another player is like, "Well, I assist him," and then you get a drive point, and then you roll, and if you roll well, they're assisted and they get through. So the players. Uh, but that and so, but drive points are also the only thing that let you re-roll or do something that helps you, you know, win a race. So players are 
have two options. One, do I want to build up a lot of drive points so I can like do really well on my own race? But then of course my friends are going to do a lot better in the race than they would have otherwise because I fucking helped them so much. Or do I sabotage them? There's no penalty for sabotaging, but I don't get those drive points in which case I have to hope I roll really well on my race. Right. Does that sound, is that, is that, uh, how does that sound? Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. Honestly, I like that. Okay. So, um, that, that's sort of the core of the game mechanically. And then, um, then you can just kind of fill it in. So, um, so yeah, so that's sort of like the, the secret of writing a one page game is coming with a good idea and then just coming up with a, <laughs> a simple sort of game design mechanic to it. Um, one thing, um, now, of course, since we talk about presentation um, and most one page games are going to be like free, they're going to be uploaded itch or just uploaded to whatever and just, you mm-hmm. know, anybody can download them. Um, so you don't worry so much about like, you know, using um, like, have you thought anything about like how you would if if you were to write this out and put this out as a PDF, Baz, like what how would you? um go about that would you hand write it and scan it in uh like hardboiled did or uh, just... i would contact someone who knows how to do layout <laughs> okay because i'm terrible answer. yeah <laughs> it would be dog shit if i tried to do it so i yeah. would find someone who at least has some information mm-hmm. or some skill at that because honestly i have no idea okay um, yeah, that's another thing is like, uh, graphic design is a separate skill from writing and like, um, yeah, what, uh, what's a vaporwave grandpa is very aesthetic, uh, and uses probably just some clip art and spheres, but like, it, it looks very cool. Looks uh, good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, relatively simple ones like honey heist is a two page column thing and, um, is yeah, but you still have to know how to do that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh. It's a fun and rewarding thing to do, but um, it's uh, a bit of a challenge. But like, I think maybe if your first draft baz, you could just write it out just as a document and get feedback on it. And then if that does well, like play test it once or twice, and then you, we can worry about um, laying it out. So oh, I wholly intend to inflict this upon you guys. <laughs> I look forward to it because yeah, if you how about this, Baz? If you if you once you write it, I will uh, once once we get the text finished or nailed down, then I, I will help you lay it out. I will. Oh, I appreciate yeah. that, Russ. Yeah, I'll even uh, give you a writing credit. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, yep. Uh, teamwork. You see, it's like we're a racing team. We're, we're racing to be number one somehow. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I forgot to ask Beric, did you have any ideas for one page games? No, not really. Um, it's not really something I've been, I've been thinking about much. I, not much of a game designer. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, yeah, game design is, is sort of, um, well, uh, an acquired skill. Some would say curse. Um, you know, it's, would they? yeah, there's an idea for a game. Help Burke make a game. The one page RPG game. <laughs> see? No, I'm good. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> see, that's what, that's the thing. That's the conflict resolution you have to figure out is he just says, no, I'm good. And you have to find a way to, to get past that. Yeah. See, Baz is getting into it. Um, so, uh, you know, going through one of our shared loves, um, how about just, just as a hypothetical, <laughs> Let's hypothetically okay. design a Neil Breen movie making. Uh, uh, and I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> nah, you hate her. Well, um, so Burke, if you were tasked with designing a one page Neil Breen, a themed game, 
Um, we don't have to get into the details of it, but what, what, when I say that, what, what comes to mind? Uh, <laughs> so, okay. We, yeah. Everybody, all the players have come to earth and they're each <laughs> immortal God, alien AI, mm -hmm. but they have competing ideologies about how to engage with that. Mm-hmm. So they go and make a five-hour documentary. <laughs> a retrospective. About <laughs> a retrospective, mm -hmm. one might even say. Um, I don't know. So you got to lean into like what are our, our common brain elements. So first of all, do you want to go meta mm -hmm. and be like um, your crew trying to make a ridiculous vanity project for mm -hmm. a, a person that has no right to write Direct edit. <laughs> well, not no right. Sounds written, but you know, yeah. You could use a little. A That's no business in their their cinema production. Mm -hmm. So you could do it as like a bad movie, like make a bad movie RPG. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, or just lean into all the weird shit that's in Breen universes, which is ninety percent just him being the all wise savior of mankind, because only he realizes that lying is bad, <laughs> or like some other ridiculously simple moral lesson of like, don't screw over other people. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I like that. Uh, I think just as a premise, I would do, um, you are the friends of Neil Breen, friends of Neil Breen. And, uh, oh, yeah, you're, you're that. helping him make his newest movie. And so mm -hmm. the, the game would be, um, like one player would start with a Neil Breen, element that you know translates to a location an actor a prop something some sort of production problem that has to be solved mm -hmm. and um then but then poses like a challenge of either how do you you have no money and little talent how do you secure this production resource for the movie um and it's incredibly optimistic yeah it's incredibly optimistic right. well Let's that's yeah <laughs> Well, that's the thing is like, well, Neil Breen wants to shoot in a casino, for example, this time. And then like, well, right. the casino is obviously has no reason to let him in there because he has no money to pay them. Yeah. It'd be a huge pain in the ass. But uh, I got but, a green screen and some casino stock footage. Yeah. So that's the thing is like coming up with like, how would you substitute that? Or how would you convince yeah. Breen to use something else? Like, um, so it's just sort of an improv exercise where like you're given a Neil Breen sort of prompt and then like have to like improvise, mm -hmm. adapt it to like what another player suggests. So, um, yeah, just kind of like a fun, uh, little thing. Yeah. Uh, I definitely like the, uh, whichever way you go, the meta angle of mm -hmm. helping Neil Breen make a movie because, Man, after watching that rec retrospective about how he makes movies, it's so much more fascinating. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's weirder. Yeah, I could. I uh, yeah, I still need to finish that. I've only watched the first three hours of it. Um, so <laughs> a nice relaxing. Yeah, nice relaxing three hours. Uh, Jesus. Um, so the uh, so yeah, that's the thing about uh, one play game, one page games too. Is also that they they shouldn't overstay their welcome. Like. Um, yes. I don't think any one page game should like last a more Neil brain movie. Yeah. Like a Neil brain movie. Yeah. Uh, like a couple yeah. hours for the longest one, like even, um, honey heist was like two hours. 
uh, or at least mm-hmm. our playthrough of it. Um, like a game that is up to two hours in length is fine. Something from 30 minutes to two hours. Um, so you don't want to design something that would take too long to resolve. Um, because yeah. yeah, it's, it's one page. It's, 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 it's a novel, it's an exercise in novelty, you know, and novelty is fun. It's a good, good, you know, sort of something to like, uh, uh, change the pace. And, um, but yeah, don't it's, it's, they're literally not deep cause they can't be cause they're one fucking page <laughs> for sure. And I think that goes back to something I, I almost meant to say earlier, mm-hmm. um, is that especially with like conflict driven games like the dark or this initial D game. Mm-hmm. One of the big ways in which I generally play one-page RPGs is like icebreakers at cons. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like quick games. So uh, you definitely want it to be short so that that ice ain't breaking. Yeah, you're not stuck at that table for too long. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. That's a... Man, that is also a really good point. Also, yeah, I mean, they're great for you know, like conventions and things because they are like one-page. They're easy to carry around. Um, they're easy to explain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're easy to run. And play, because, yeah. Um, and very easy to walk away from if things are not going well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just low stakes all around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, Bess, you just posted one called Party Monster, or Monster Party. Uh, Party Monster Monster Party. This uh, is an example of a layout that, uh, mm-hmm. that's a layout. Yeah. Um, it's It's got a lot of information in it, but it's, it's easy to read, because um, there's a lot of tables. Um, and it's, yeah, it's it, the weekend is here and tonight is the big costume party at silver and gold, a club in the bad part of town that lets anyone in. The only problem is you've heard that monsters are planning to ruin the night. Shit. Yeah. I hate when that happens. This is by a creator by the name of Ursi Dice. <laughs> Apparently they've made quite a number of, uh, RPGs. Nice. Yeah, so I was I was looking at things. I saw that, and I was like, "Hey, that's got some content on it." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I started reading it, and I was like, "Shit, that actually seems kind of fucking cool." Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think uh, this has a lot of fun elements. Like, there's there's this sort of like um, gray sort of background with the the logo, uh, but also there's some you know. There's some artworks, a couple of monster silhouette at the bottom, a couple other things, but also some like fun random tables. Like random tables are just fun, uh, especially in you know what what kind of monsters here? What's their agenda? Uh, what's your party goal, t- horny teenager? Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, this is a, this is a fun little thing. Of course, I have a link in the show notes uh, to Monster Party, Party Monster, um, Party Monster, Monster Party, and. Yeah, so this is something that's actually not too. If you like, this is something even I could lay out. Like I could <laughs> with my limited graphic design skills. So if you do, if you want to do something like this for your initial D thing, uh, this is definitely something that is achievable. Um, but yeah, so um, if you, for those of you who are uh, listeners, uh, hopefully we've explained a little bit more about these one page one page games. If you haven't heard about them, um, if you have questions about one page games, if you have. Uh, uh, one page games that you've written and you want to take a look at, uh, please, please comment in the show notes or on our Facebook page, uh, Facebook group, or, uh, join the RPPR patron and talk about it on our discord, uh, or hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Ross Payton on Twitter. Um, Burke is, uh, at Burke, uh, Mankirk at, on Twitter. Burke. Yep. And, uh, Baz, are you Baz Wolfington or future Wolfington on Twitter? Uh, at Baz Wolfington. At Baz Wolfington. So, um, be sure to tell Bass if he if he's if you like the idea and encourage him to be number one. 
Racy. But sorry, Burke. It's at Burke McBurkinson. Oh, sorry. No uh, worries. I'll, no I'll, I'll put links in the show notes. Uh, of course. So uh, when we come back, of course, we will uh, have some shout outs. And we're back. Uh, I'm not sure what I put. I'll put in. Maybe some vaporwave. Yeah. Keep that shit out of here. <laughs> this is RPBR, wow. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, we have some shout outs for y'all. Uh, so I'll go first uh, with a video game uh, that I bought on Steam not too long ago and beat because it was fun, although they're going to add more content to it. Um, it is called Teardown, and it is um, a interesting physics destruction game. It's sort of a voxel system, but like you, almost anything in the game can be destroyed. And you play like a contractor who gets hired by various people to steal shit for them. And the idea is this is not a stealth game. There's nobody there. Uh, but once you steal certain objects, an alarm will go off with like, so you have 60 seconds in most levels to get the thing and then get to the exit. And so the level, the challenge is actually creating uh, a path. And how do you create a path? Well, you have hammers and explosives and uh, various tools of destruction. There's also vehicles in the game. And there's usually a lot of construction vehicles uh, strewn about these places because they're like industrial sites. And so you're just knocking holes in walls, blowing shit up, uh, setting things on fire, you know, uh, using a blowtorch to cut open, you know, metal uh, fences, all kinds of shit like that to uh, uh, just speed run through a level and you have 60 seconds to get through. Uh, so it's, it's quite fun to, you know, blow shit up and, uh, uh, run around. Uh, yeah, it's like what real world burglars do most of the time. They don't, they're not like picking locks. They're just knocking doors down. Like (laughs) that's how it works in reality. So it's like, Oh yeah, I like that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, uh, my first, uh, shout out, uh, Burke. Hey, I am going to shout out a YouTube station who uh it's gonna be linked below so check it out there but i'm pretty sure it's pronounced tardy obscurus t-a-r-d-i obscurus and they produce like 45 minute to an hour long playlist of right now they're japanese focused they might move out into to other countries but mm-hmm. it's music playlists that are largely oh it covers all genres um mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of post-rock shoegaze which is what i really like there's like math rock uh rap piano jazz beats rb mm-hmm. but they're sort of uh famous because they have like ridiculous titles for their videos so they'll just be like you know japanese shoegaze when you're sitting outside in the cherry blossoms on a summer day transcending <laughs> into god like it's just these ridiculous like if chuck tingle wrote video titles yeah um I, I think and, my favorite is <laughs> japanese rap to slay your enemies with a katana uh too so yeah mm-hmm. yeah but they're they're great mixes. Um, the person who runs it is uh, taking a break right now for for school, but they're pretty responsive to uh, user polls for what genres are next and stuff. So it's a, it's a cool up and coming channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baz, uh, mine is also a YouTube channel. One of mine is uh, Unemployed Wine Guy. <laughs> it's a relatively new YouTuber. He's mm-hmm. only around eighteen thousand subscribers. Just started. 
Um, just a quick run through the about section is Prescott Van Meyer, sommelier on a budget from legendary drinks to the newest sparkling wine thingies. I'm ready to try it all. What should I review next? Nice. So, um, just the high points in this one are definitely the Malort episode, the (laughs) four loco episode and the Everclear episode. Yeah. They're great. Nice. Um, yeah, I'll have to check into that. I, I mean, I, I think I'm pretty sure I watched the uh, Malort episode, but um, yeah, I've not, I've not been much of a wine guy, so and I've not. I need to expand my palate in other. Well, that's good because yeah. nothing that he drinks is could be considered wine. Okay, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> also that's your. Uh, we 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 love and re- respect our pets, uh, including. Uh, oh, Lovecraft! I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah he's no. <laughs> angry boy in the back. He's yeah. pissed. He knows it's dinner time. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I'm leaving that in. Uh, but thank you. <laughs> my next uh, shout out is for another video game called Monster Train. This is another deck building game like Slay the Spire. But it's also got tower defense elements because you have like um, you're in a train in hell and you have monsters defending your train. And other monsters are coming in to try and blow up your train, and they have to get through three levels of your guys uh, before they can get to the train and blow it up. And um, yeah, it's on Xbox Game Pass right now. That's how I'm playing it. But it's also on Steam, uh, and it's got the graphics look are I don't know I don't like the art direction because it's very much mobile game like Clash of Clans kind of like generic kind of mm-hmm. look for it. But like the gameplay is just. Uh, build decks and there's a lot of interesting deck types so um and it's very easy to pick up i i, I tried it out it's like oh god it's gonna be another whole thing i have to learn and then i i like i got it in like five minutes like it's like oh okay i do this and this and this okay yeah that's simple um so yeah it's it's uh if you like deck building roguelikes uh well not quite a roguelike but there's like you unlock different card types and there are some randomized elements between runs uh, but like a successful run only takes you 30 to 50 minutes on average. Um, if you're having to read the cards like I do, cause you don't like, like once you learn all the card deck types, it gets a lot faster, but um, yeah, it's fun. And if you have game pass, it's, you know, just try it out. Cause you can just, you know, that's, that's what game pass is about. I also recommend that game. Yep. Um, Burke, what's your next uh, shout out? We're moving to a, a movie I watched recently, mm-hmm. which is uh, Pawn Sacrifice, a 2014 film uh, about roughly the first half of Bobby Fischer's life leading up to his 1972 uh, World Chess Championship against Baskey, which he won, um, which was politically a really big and interesting event because it was kind of this, um, you know, the Russians had really, for a variety of reasons, dominated the chess circuit. And mm-hmm. it became this peak of the Cold War tension. Mm-hmm. Like, will an American finally beat the Russian? Um, there's Tobey Maguire as Bobby Fischer, which also is one of the reasons I watched it, because I don't really have much of a concept of Tobey Maguire outside of Spider-Man. <laughs> um, That's a good just, point, actually. Uh, and he was great in it. Um, mm-hmm. And I appreciate also that the movie didn't shy away from what an absolute piece of shit and nightmare Fisher was as a human being. Mm-hmm. Um it didn't get too much into like over worship of like, Oh, you know, maybe he's a little abrasive, but he's a genius. It's like, no, he was medic. <laughs> <laughs> like just monster. Yep. Nice. Um, I had not heard of that f- film, but now I, I do want to see it myself. Uh, so yeah. Uh, bass, uh, another YouTube channel, mm-hmm. uh, 
Tasting History with Max Miller. This guy is an absolute just treat to watch. I, I love this guy. He goes through historical recipes, teaches you how to make them, and then goes through a pretty in-depth with, with in-depth within the span of the 15-minute video, in-depth description of the history and the culture behind the food mm-hmm. and the various things about it. I've learned so much about food that I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, you know what a medieval trencher is? Mm-mm. They nope. t- they made bread plates basically back in like medieval time, like medieval Europe. They didn't even eat the bread. They just used it as a plate. <laughs> it's right. called a trencher. That's, that's cool as fuck to me. Interesting. But, yeah. It's a great <laughs> channel. And he's, he, there's always a little Pokemon to the left side, like Pokemon plushie that his um, husband puts in the, uh, in the, um, <clears throat> in the, in the shot. So that's really become the really highlight of the videos is seeing what Pokemon's going to show up. So Panera Bread didn't come up with bread bowls on their own? What I the know. What the, everything <laughs> I know is a lie. He's <laughs> even the point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll t- take a look at that channel too. Uh, like charisma for days. This guy is charming as fuck to watch. I love him. Nice. Uh, so, uh, Lightbrook, I have a film to recommend. Uh, it's called Goodbye Dragon Inn. It's a Taiwanese movie from 2003 or 2004. Um, it's, it's, it's very good, but it's also kind of excruciating at times. So forward because it's, uh, basically about the last screening of any movie at this movie theater that's about to close down. It's like, it's go- last day of business, last screening. And they're showing mm-hmm. this 1960s Wuxia movie, uh, called the dragon Inn, and there's almost no one in the theater and the movie doesn't have like, no one talks until like a halfway into the movie. There's like, 10 lines of dialogue in the entire film. And it's almost all of these static shots that last like 30 seconds to mid. There's like one shot. That's like at least two minutes long. Um, and it's like a woman cleaning the theater after everyone leaves. And, but it's, I don't know. I found it oddly fascinating and compelling too, because it's beautiful shots of this like rundown theater. It's raining outside. It's very atmospheric. And these, these characters, um, there's like the people who are in the movie, the two main actors actually show up for this last screening. Uh, and then there's the, the woman who is running the theater or, you know, the, the, and she is, um, trying to, you're, you're like wondering what she's doing. She's walking around doing various chores, but she's, um, then there is a, um, gay man who, uh, who is cruising, uh, trying to find a connection and, yeah, it's 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 just oddly interesting uh, to watch, uh, but it's yeah again just it's a very still and very slow movie, even though it's ninety minutes long. Um, so yeah, it's uh, yeah. Uh, at times it's like oh god, this is boring, but but by the end it's like oh okay, all right, um, yeah. Uh, so uh, Baz, you have one more shout out, right? I do. Mm-hmm. A uh, Japanese DJ by the name of Cola Splash. Mm-hmm. Uh, just oh, hey, Lovecraft. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, just super upbeat. Uh, kind of a cross between just sort of dubstep at times, sort of just standard EDM. Mm-hmm. Then there's like eight bit kind of glitch stuff thrown in too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's very all over the place, but it's very uh, positive. All right, uh, I just have one more. Um, which is 
a, a YouTube video um, called uh, Blobber Team Bites, How the Layers of Fear Developers Copy-Pasted Their Way to Notoriety. Uh, this is a... Basically, Layers of Fear um, is a horror game, horror video game. And when I played it, I liked it, but I didn't realize this video sort of breaks down that um, it's from uh, a YouTube channel called Bob Vids. And uh, that Layers of Fear just copy-pasted a lot of stuff very specifically from other sources, uh, but very specifically the PT demo um, of Silent Hills uh, that was on the PlayStation 4 briefly and then disappeared. Uh, so I, of course, had never I, I didn't get a chance to play that demo. And so I didn't realize how much they were ripping that off, like ideas. And so it's like, oh, oh, this game I thought was original was just ripping off something, a source I wasn't familiar with. But like, like the cover art of that game uh, is a dude, it's a painting of a dude whose face is melting. But they show that they copy pasted that from a still frame of Indiana Jones um, and uh, of the, the, the guy whose face is melting when he sees the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, like, you know, the one I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, oh. I didn't. I didn't realize that they just photoshopped that onto an, another. T- oh, oh. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, and this the 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 team that did this blobber team is coming up with a new game called The Medium. Um, and I'm gonna be very suspicious of that game now because the devs seem to have a history of ripping off other games and other things. So yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Uh, thank you all for supporting us on the RPPR Patreon. Uh, please let us know what you think uh, about One Page Games uh, in the comments or on our Discord or on Twitter. Um, I mentioned, of course, uh, Burke and Baz are both on Twitter as well. You can, you can talk to them. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, thank, thanks for listening. We'll, we'll try and get out more episodes. Uh, I'll try and come up with more ideas. Um, as soon as I can uh, think of them, hopefully Caleb is working on a lot of stuff this year. So we're um, certainly going to be doing some game design workshop episodes about phase anatomy and slingstone, um, this year. I don't know exactly when, but I'll talk to him about that. And of course also night clerk zine. Um, so yeah, we got a lot of cool stuff coming up this year. Uh, a lot of cool games. Uh, we have a red markets campaign in the works though. We're going to be posting on RPP, our actual play. And of course, Blades in the Dark campaign is going to be going on for quite some time. <laughs> uh, yep. Yep. Because <laughs> we did finish that up, but we have quite a few episodes in the can. And um, yeah, uh, that's it. Uh, Burke, do you have anything else you want to add? No, nightclerkradio.com. Check it out. Yep. Uh, all right. This has been RPPR episode 182. Uh, we'll talk to you all later. Bye.